Oh, whatever. Movie. I mean, let's. I just, I'm a jumper by Third Eye Blind. I was like, wish you would step back on. I'm just not gonna play the fucking theme song. Are you concerned that it's not recording it or that it's not playing it? Because we were not, just listening. Oh yeah, to it. yeah. It's not recording it. Oh, lame. Something's off. Uh, but oh well. I'll just put that in later. Anyway, we'll fix it in post, baby. A bell. Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not and an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... Welcome to Tipsy Terror. Um, this is a podcast where we get drunk and we uh, watch a horror movie and then we talk about it while we're still drunk. And then in this podcast, we cut in clips of us uh, while we're watching the movie like this clip. How are you going to look at him and say that he is less attractive than Duncan? That mustache? Uh, mustache is way, definitely, for sure, hotter than Duncan. Reach, I'm with you. Duncan no. is not that attractive. <laughs> Let's just say, neither of the men are attractive. They're both no. not that great looking. This guy is He's like, fine. I mean, like, he, he has like a beetle type look. Yeah, and you know? did I not the other the day just tell hot. you that all the beetles are ugly? They're not. I dead ass looked you in the eye and said, wow, all the Beatles are ugly. What? He's okay. Sick clip. And that, that was a clip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so today's episode, uh, welcome to Tipsy Terror. Today's episode is about (laughs) this movie from 1971. It's called, uh... It's called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Wait, we should explain what this podcast is. And also, I realize we never introduce ourselves. I know. I was doing it. I was going to see if you'd do it again. (laughs) We never introduce ourselves. What? We don't? Oh, my God. We say at the end, like, our social media, but I can't tell you the last time I've said my name on this podcast. (gasps) And I'm (laughs) Miel. I wish I was Demi Ajuibe so much. um, (laughs) But I'm not. Shouts out. Yeah, uh, I guess if we want to introduce ourselves for the first time ever, <laughs> my name's Harish. On episode 33. Fuck, guys, that's bad. <laughs> no, we have introduced ourselves We've definitely ourselves done before. it before. I'm Samantha. I'm Molly. Yeet. And we're the hosts of this podcast. We're the titular tipsy. tipsy. um so yeah welcome to tipsy terror so if this is your first time listening that's i already explained what the podcast was (laughs) because we also realized so we just realized that we don't always introduce ourselves and then last week's episode we realized we have never once talked about what a morning after is yes (laughs) and we barely explained the plot of the podcast or the premise so Thank you for sticking Look, around. This is this is a podcast about being drunk and watching horror movies. And then um so we do And this. then we cut in clips like this one. Seventies food is fucked up. Oh my god, yeah. 
like ambrosia salad and like everything, like hot dog jello. Hot dog jello. <laughs> yeah. I think we should clarify seventies <laughs> white people food sucked. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think all races ate like that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and also, <laughs> we do a follow-up episode called The Morning After, <laughs> but that's for a different story. We should get started on the and trivia. our first segment <laughs> on this podcast... Oh, the bar trivia. <laughs> we named all our segments, at least. That's good. Yeah. Did we? This is okay. the bar trivia. And Molly's our DD. Meaning, I am reading the questions that Sam and Harish are going to answer for points. I'm going to win. And do you guys have your buzzer? They're going to ring in with specific buzzer noises. <sighs> Buzz. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. That's my buzzer noise. Alrighty. I just say that three times. Sounds good. I won't <laughs> ans- ask the question until you've said it three times. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. This movie is one of Blank's favorite horror movies. Stephen King, George Romero, Jordan Peele, or Edgar Wright. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Yes. <laughs> um, Option B. George Romero? Yeah. It's not him. Fuck. Stephen King? Yes. Not like one of his stories? Yeah, one of Stephen King's favorite horror movies. Nice. It's pretty cool. All right. The question Sam was asking me all movie. It was driving me <laughs> insane. Where was this movie filmed? Is it A, North Carolina, B, Connecticut, C, Delaware, or D, Massachusetts? It's not real. It's not real. Um, Massachusetts. Well, you didn't do your full buzzer noise. It's not real. First, so, okay, hurry. Massachusetts. It's not Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> it's not Massachusetts. Connecticut. Yes! Mm, felt like Connecticut. Baby, I've never been there. Connecticut. <laughs> All right. Well, Sam won, but I have two more questions. Um, and this was one I really like. True or false, director John Hancock got the directing job on Jaws 2 because of this movie. True. Yeah. Yeah. But he got fired. Nice. And um, specifically, he got the job because of the scene where Jessica's swimming and sees the woman in white. He knows uh, his boats. Yeah. And he knows how to use that water. Which that tracks. Like, honestly, I could see that. I want to know why he got fired. I didn't Probably look creative it. differences. <sighs> he clearly likes him low and slow. Talk about the pace of the movie. Go ahead. This is a slow movie. We'll get into it. Bum, bum, bum. Sniff the mic. Oh my God. Cut that out. <laughs> Say it every fucking week. Because <laughs> I sniffed the mic every week. Oh, what are we doing? Your I'm last... not doing anything of value. Are you? Were you is waiting there... for me to? Oh, Can you have I a fourth question? I, you said there were two more oh, questions. I didn't want to read it. <laughs> Oh. oh, I made that choice in my head not to read the fourth question. All right. I guess Sorry, it's I was just waiting type. for someone else to start the next segment. The other trivia, I'll just say it. It was one of the first horror movies to use synth in the score. Oh, we have a lot to think. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um. So, okay. So our next segment, we recap the movie in seven minutes. And I'm going to play Duncan. Am I Jessica? Yes. And I would like to be Woody. And I just need the audience to know that we ascribe these roles based on our personal dynamic in relation to the movie. Does that also mean that you're Emily? Sure. Uh, Yeah, I can be. Yeah, I guess they're not. Well, they're in scenes together, though. Well, isn't everyone in scenes together? Everyone's in scenes together. 
Do and then want... we'll pick up the rest of the characters. The rest is just old men and that girl. The girl, yeah. I'll be the old men, you be the girl. Nice. And on this podcast, we like to flip the script on gender roles. Well, I was just saying because the girl is mostly with Jessica. So On this podcast, both. we unintentionally are feminists. And what do we do, Harish? We respect women. There, there we go. go. I don't know. It sounds like we're forcing It's like Harish doesn't respect women. And we're like, Harish. <laughs> everyone who doesn't, everyone should go listen to our Jennifer's Body episode after this. That should be You'll, the first episode you ever listen to. It is pretty good. Um, so. I just like to say that we didn't establish that I won and oh, yeah. that I get to pick the punishment. Sam won. And that's the punishment's going to be that I finish my drink. Congratulations. Can I, can I sing you a winner song? <laughs> go ham dude sam sam you're the jam <laughs> that's it <laughs> i don't want anything else <laughs> harish will work on yours when you eventually win <laughs> one day i'll win this game anyway if this is your first time listening i'm sorry this is chaos okay ready <laughs> it's a drunk podcast it's it gets time. better you know just skip ahead to like 20 minutes in and then when we actually talk actually talk about the movie and then that's that's a good discussion it's seven minutes because we're about to do the recap can we call this part seven minutes in hell yes that's, that's how that I is feel exactly what this is like seven time minutes we in do hell. the recap i hate it yeah i mean our intro segments i i don't know they probably shouldn't happen but whatever but it's man it's just this <laughs> You know, so basically, this podcast is twenty minutes of mess followed by forty minutes yes. of us trying to cobble some mess together. If this but is then your we first don't time. talk about what we're a, supposed to talk with about. a twenty-minute mess like cap off to end the night. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, just a general rule: skip like twenty minutes in. <laughs> we and say then this every week. Listen to the rest every week. And I consider it's doing a good that. discussion. Are anyway, you, are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're driving, and I'm driving a hearse. So we stop at the graveyard. Yeah, and and I'm I'm scribbling, um, I'm sketching, or um, what's the word for it? Etching. Etching. The um, gravestone heads and stuff because I like the way they look, and I hear some whispers and stuff. But then I get in the car, and we find out that I just recently got out of a mental institution. Yes, and uh, you come back to the car, right? And Mm -hmm. we're driving back. We're we're still driving, and then we reach uh, the town that we get to, and we're like, hey, this is where we're at. And then um, we drive around. And I'm the old man, and I'm like, get center. out of here, y'all weirdos. And then we go, and then we get to our house, and it's, there's a bunch of fog covering the house. And then we walk into the house. And but- you two are in a relationship, and I'm also here, just like wearing a funky little outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know and why. Now, oh, there's somebody up there. Did you see that too? I saw her too. Don't worry, Jessica. And then I go and I grab a fly swatter. <laughs> and then I go and I go upstairs. Oh, there's a woman. Who's this woman? Hi, it's me. I know one was living here, so I just decided to squat and hang out, I guess. Okay. Well, have dinner with us and stay the night. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. So we bond some and then the next day we're uh, swimming. Well... She starts singing a song, I and then I play a uh, song on the, the bass. Lute. And then I play the bass to it, and then you look at us, and then. And I'm like, hmm, they're vibing. All right. Now it's the next two. day. Next day. We're Let's going go swimming. swimming. We're just swimming. All of us, including the woman that we just met. And you, Woody. You haven't talked yet. 
Hi, it's me, Woody. I'm just here to look fly and be that guy. Wait, was the seance before this or after this? What? Oh, yeah. You. I, oh, so we go up to the like attic, and I'm like, we're just hanging Let's out. Let's have a chic little seance. Oh yeah. Says emily the woman yeah but then it, we call out and we don't really get any action we don't no. get action but jessica hears some voices yeah she okay does. so we all go to bed and then the next now we're at the swimming too hole. sad now we're swimming we're swimming and um something grabs me ah help 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 what's uh, wrong what's uh, wrong it jessica? was like a shark in there it was so crazy okay well, let's just go back. And I check and I go out and see and there's like nothing there. I'm like, whatever. You, there wasn't anything there. So I'm pretty shook up. Okay, guys, we're poor. And let's... then there was this woman. There was a woman in white. Oh, yeah. I saw a glimpse of a woman in white I far believe. away. All right. So now we go We're back. poor. We got to find stuff to sell so that we can make money and then like, you know, buy food and shit. And then we go around the house and we find a bunch of stuff, including this picture, this old picture. See this old picture? Oh, wow. It's beautiful. I want to keep it. It's a picture of three it. people. It's black and white. And one of them. Looks kind of like Emily, but we don't notice but that But we don't pay attention to that. We just take it to town. We're driving to town. Oh, do you want to invite her? You... Well, we're going to let's let her stay here with us. Uh, yes, that's what we do. <laughs> right, and so then we go, we to, go town. to town and then we're selling stuff. And it's... the guy's weird because he's like the family. The girl drowned. But yes. then they never found her body, and she might be a vampire? That's what you think. And then, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to interrupt you. And then just give us our money. We get $250 from selling all the sh- shit we Don't found. Don't be rude that. to that man. Let's go home. And then we go home, uh, and then we meet our friend Woody, who has been doing fertilizer or something. Yeah, I'm just doing the gardens, man. Uh, and... Uh, we're just, uh, and then cut to, we're just like leisurely hanging out in the woods or something. And then you see, oh, oh, I see this girl and I like run after her and she points me to the direction and I look down and I see the guy who bought all of our stuff. He's dead at the bottom of this waterfall and I panic and I go and grab Duncan and we go down there and he's gone. And I'm like, I swear he was here. I swear he was here. And there was this girl and then we see the girl. Oh, and then then I chase her. her. I chase her and I catch her and I'm like, girl, what are you doing? But she's mute. She can't talk. She can't talk. So, and, but she tells us like, she basically makes us feel uneasy until Emily shows up and then the girl panics and runs away. And then she runs away. That was weird and definitely not an damning indictment of my character. Nope. All right. So now we go back. Okay, Emily, we go back and then we're having dinner again. As y'all usual, are our raw definitely meat dinner. vibing. And then hey, you're baby, telling a story. I love your receding hairline. And oh, thanks for grabbing my hand and arm. holding it. I would love my to hold arm your hand. and holding it. And then All right. So then we go to bed and you tell me. Well, you go to bed. I go to and bed. And then Woody goes to bed. And then I'm like. Just the two of us. <sighs> I guess I'll go to bed since I'm married to this woman. And then we go to bed and I'm like, okay. Uh. I think you should go back to New York and go back to your mental hospital and talk to your doctor because, I don't know, I just feel like you're not okay. And I'm sad, and now you go sleep on Okay, life. I'm just going to like not sleep in the bed. We should sleep separate, like as you suggested. And I go sleep on the chair or something, and then in the middle of the night, who is that? Oh, it's Emily. Emily? It's me. Let's bone. Oh, and then we fuck. <laughs> so now it's the next day. Oh, I'm going to go to the town for something. Bye. 
And then I leave. I'll be back by lunch. Bye. And then I leave. And now you, Emily, and I, uh, Emily wants to go swimming. So I'm uneasy. I don't feel right about her, but I go anyways. And we get that lotion up on you. Yeah. And I push. Ah, and I go in the water. Push you into the water. And then you keep pushing me under the water and I don't like it. And I'm like, leave me alone. And I get out and I run away from you. Or you like nip me in the neck or something yeah. yeah just a little and then i run away and then i uh you hide in the house i hide in the and house. you're waiting for me yeah and then it's been like it's like five o'clock now and you're i'm not still there. not back so i put on clothes and i hitchhike into town and then yeah. i noticed that everyone has these weird cuts on them and i'm like this isn't right and then you run oh my car is there though yeah i've yeah. put two and two together i know emily's the girl from the photo and then you're running and then you fall and then uh hey jessica 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 i found you jessica i'm gonna take you home you just like like not got knocked out or something and you're just lying here i'm gonna take you home and then i take you home and uh i'm like let's go to bed and then we go to bed but then emily shows up and then she, uh, I'm biting your neck and she's like cutting you with a knife. And then I freak out and I'm like, gotta get out of here. And then, uh, yeah. And then you run then away. Then I get on the boat or something. We yeah. got our events out of order, I think. No, no, no. You get in the boat and then you go to the middle of the river and then you're just sitting there and that's the end. And, and then and the hand like, comes up and then I stab it. Oh yeah. You stab me. I think me. we mixed up some stuff. Anyways. And I'm dead. But then it ends with me in the boat. Mm-hmm. No, that was that was right. That was right. What we did was right. Okay. We just forgot that I show up at the end and try to climb into the boat, and, and then, then you I stab, stab you. me to death. Also, uh, Woody dies. Oh yeah, Woody dies. Woody dies. Emily is just like th- like watching her from the dock. Yeah. Like, um. Also, with all when, the old men. Oh, yeah. the girl is like found dead in the base case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a random dead girl in the base case. Um, the case for Duncan's base. So yeah, that's the movie. Uh, that was a bad recap, but watch it. It's from 1971. It's a good movie. Um, it's called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Which, when I first heard this title, it reminded me of like All Cheerleaders Die. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a shitty 2000s movie. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a no. really beautifully shot 70s movie. You thought it was going to be a shitty 2000s movie, even though I said... I want to watch this movie from 1971 called Let's. I don't, I don't remember. I thought it was going to be like a cheesy, like campy teenage slasher movie. Yeah. yeah. Like set in a cabin and like they're trying to like prank so, Jessica and then she and dies. Bad and like, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I suggested this movie. Um, the reason I suggested it was because uh, like there was a tweet that was retweeted onto my Twitter timeline by someone i follow and uh they were basically like this movie's awesome uh and uh about let's scare jessica to death and so i uh i was like yeah um i suggested this because i really wanted to watch it because it was recommended by someone i follow and also like i i just vaguely like barely looked it up and i was like oh so um i expected it based on the title and based on what I read, I expected it to be like a gaslighting type of movie where like this woman just, just got released from mental hospital. And then like the people who are with her are trying to convince her that she's insane. 
Um, but it was kind of different. It was different from how I expected. It was nothing like what I thought it, we were going to, yeah. even like when we started the movie and we were getting, to, I, it was not what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the poster doesn't really give you a lot of ideas. What is the poster? It's like her, like there's like these skeleton hands reaching up at her and I think she has like a knife or something and she's going down. It's a really cool poster. It's like yeah. a fucking awesome oh, poster. Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I agree. I thought that this was going to be like kind of a combination of like, it's like a crappy 2000s, maybe 90s movie, but I thought gaslighting definitely was going to have something to do with it. For sure. Yeah. But it's not. And it was great. So where do we want to start talking? <laughs> Shit. Um. Um, well, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, how uh, for most of this movie, it's you don't know how much is real and how much is just Jessica because like it's from Jessica's perspective we get a lot of Jessica of voiceover from Jessica's mind like the movie basically opens with Jessica go running into um a graveyard and doing like an etching of one of the gravestones and um like she does a voiceover that's like um yeah i'm finally okay and i'm glad to be out of there something like that basically like i'm glad to not be yeah. in the mental hospital anymore and she does an etching of the gravestone and then she sees a random woman and then she's scared and so like from the beginning we're like okay this is uh from Jessica's perspective but it's also an unreliable narrator like um since we're seeing everything from jessica's perspective she could still be just imagining all of it mentally ill yeah and like having uh either some like a relapse or um she's just imagining a lot of things so uh, i feel like that is an aspect of i um that's something that's like not uh uncommon with horror but it's not also not like super common with horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of like a few movies like Hereditary or like The Babadook I can think of are both movies where it's like it could be mental illness, could not be a mental illness. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to hear like your guys thoughts on um, when we have an unreliable narrator. <laughs> Well, we saw this with The Signal recently where it wasn't like a narrator, but you couldn't rely on what you were seeing because you were kind of looking at it as like the perspective of um, the people in it. And so sometimes you'd be watching it from the point of view of like one character and then from another. And it was like you'd see something fucked up and then like it'd take a minute and then you'd realize that it was just a hallucination. Oh yeah. So like this one's not quite the same, but we ran into that same thing. Um, but you know, like what's weird about this one is I didn't think about her as an unreliable narrator until Harish just pointed it out. Yeah, absolutely. So like everything that happened, I just took it as like, she can hear voices. And like, I just took that. Like I, cause like, in the 70s if you were like i can hear voices of course you're going to a freaking like mm-hmm. in like a hospital or something so like i don't know it's weird i like i get why she could be considered an unreliable narrator but i didn't really think of her as one 
I didn't know she had been to a like mental institution until we did the recap. I missed that part. Oh, you did in the beginning, and I really didn't start thinking about like mental illness until you kind of talked about it at the like towards the end. Yeah, like in that one scene where it's like it's in your blood, it's gonna be with you forever, and then you had said something. I'm still here. This is just a metaphor for depression. Holy shit. I think I said, like, this is just a metaphor for depression or something. Right, yeah. And I think we should, like, unpack all of that after, like, this whole conversation. But, um, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going. Yeah, I, like, had never, I, like, wasn't aware of it. But, um, kind of looking back, I get it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. We both just settled on that neither one of us thought about this as being unreliable. It makes sense, but neither one of us. Right. I just was oblivious in the beginning part that she had like been to a facility. But also, um, I feel like because it was from her perspective, we were um like as an audience more inclined to like believe that something was wrong with her. And um I'm very much in the camp that like even if people do have mental illness, they like know when something's like wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not quite right. And um, she was, like, trying to communicate that. And it was frustrating for me that nobody was, like, believing her. Because, like, we as an audience were seeing these things. Right, yeah. And everyone else was like, no, that's not real. That's not real. But, like, she knew it was. So I always kind of, like, trusted her, I guess. Like, I was never... I trusted like, her more than anybody. Called into question of, like, if other things weren't happening. Especially because you had mentioned you thought it was going to be a gaslighting movie. Yeah. Well, he and did. And you right, yeah. Well... Um, I was going to well yeah I I agree with you um that like definitely you trust her but even she uh doesn't trust herself she doesn't trust herself mm-hmm. at like different points she's like uh there's points where she like sees something and then doesn't tell anyone cuz she's afraid that like it's actually her mental illness and she doesn't want to go back to the mental hospital um uh and so uh she like sees things and then like never like tells anyone about it like she sees there's uh when she's in the cemetery she sees a random woman when she's walking up to the house she sees emily just sitting on the porch uh and then emily like disappears and then she but she doesn't tell anyone until like it's confirmed like she walks they they walk in her and duncan walk into the house together and then they both see um uh, the the girl emily at the top of the stairs and then duncan's like yeah i saw her too don't Mm -hmm. worry and then that's the point where she's like okay finally relieved that um (laughs) i'm not insane you know Uh, so i feel like even even the movie was setting up that okay that it's possible that she's uh not um what she's seeing is not actually what's real life Mm -hmm. and even she doesn't trust that and for a lot of it, like, she hears the voices in her head and then she's like, but she, like, doesn't react to them and she, like, tries to ignore them and, like, uh, stuff like that. So I feel like even even she is uncomfortable with the situation and even she, like, understands that she could be an unreliable yeah. narrator, you know? There was also that moment when the mole... No, oh my God, the, quote, mole the mole died. Right. Um, where she's like, "It wasn't me. I swear, it wasn't me." Like she really felt the need to justify that she hadn't killed it. Yeah, 
which was I felt an interesting reaction. Right. Um, well, a lot of the times people who do have like mental illness are, perce- are perceived as being kind of violent. Yeah. Or having violent yeah, tendencies, sure. especially in horror movies. Yeah. And um, I thought that was like really interesting. I don't know. Do you think that that reaction is supposed to like let us know that something happened before this movie and that's why she was like... I don't know if it's... Uh, I don't... Well, when I was watching it, I didn't assume that something happened before. I just assumed that she was, like, reacting because, like, as the person who is mentally ill, like, at at least, like, diagnosed mentally ill, Mm -hmm. like, she's probably the initial person that they'd blame for the mouse getting its head or... (laughs) <laughs> they called they said it was a mole it's but... so stupid they could have so easily just been like yeah. it's a mouse yeah i but... wonder if it's a mole because moles can't see <laughs> but jessica was seeing what was really there <laughs> you it's know a like that's probably what they're nope, going it's a for mole because but... they put it in the script and nobody thought why don't we just say mouse <laughs> yeah but um it's very clearly a mouse and the mouse gets its head cut off and then um like I think, like, as Jessica, from the perspective of Jessica, she's the one with the mental illness that's been diagnosed. So she's going to be the one that everyone's going to blame. So she's immediately defensive. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I promise you it wasn't me. Um, So I saw that as, like, just a natural reaction from her. But uh, what was was the question? I don't know. We kind of lost the thread here. No, we were just talking about it. Like believing her, believing yeah. women, Harish. Believe women. Yeah. Um. So before, well, uh, on something that I wanted to talk about when I was, as we were watching it, um, was about the way mental illness slash just like, just like the way unreliable narration is depicted on film. So um, in this movie, we see a lot of her thoughts and we like, we see uh, it's the movie is from Jessica's perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, And so we hear a lot of her, like there's a lot of voiceover that's just her thoughts in her head. And then there's also a lot of voiceover that's supposedly voices that she's hearing that are talking to her and then there's like stuff that she sees um but but the stuff that she sees pays like the um because when you first see like the girl in white i'll call her like with the the little girl um or the younger woman like yeah at first you see her a couple times and you're like oh jessica's seeing dead people yeah but then you find out no this chick's real she's just running around because duncan catches her (laughs) right um but what i wanted to bring up is is how that relates to um so (laughs) this is hard to explain but if you think about it as um if you think about it as like imagine you're on a drug right and then an experience happens to you while you're on drugs right Mm -hmm. that where something makes sense um it's hard to explain that to someone else if you know what i mean so like uh if you've seen midsummer 
I'd say Midsummer is a good um, visualization of being on drugs, you know, where like stuff connects and like there's a lot of like visual stuff that's happening, right? Um, but uh, like there there are um, things that make sense when you're on drugs, and this is like uh, uh, just there are things that make sense when you're in a certain mental state that might not make sense when you're like sober. But I get, yeah. So like the easiest you know? way to think about this is and like so, if you're like on something. So, so, well, my point is that like those, the, the connections, like anytime you like read a story about someone being on acid, um, online, it's like, or like in the depiction of people being on drugs, like acid or, psychedelics or stuff like that in movies it's always like hallucinations but like in real life based on stuff that i've read um uh in real life if you're taking a psychedelic um it's it's not really like hallucinations that you see it's just like there are connections oh my god that happen in real life that like if you try to explain it to someone, it doesn't make it, any sense. It wouldn't make sense, but like you can explain it as, um, this is the way that I saw things, you know. But it's more of like a mental, like it's it's a connection in your in your mind that, um, <laughs> you know. So like my my point is with this is <laughs> that you um she sees things and then she hears things. But like, if if she was actually mentally ill, she's probably not actually hearing that stuff, and she's probably not actually seeing that stuff. It's just a connection that her mind makes. That in this movie they depict it as so you're her saying seeing someone. It's not that she's unreliable. It's just that like it's just through her perspective and her way of seeing and like experiencing things. Kind of well. What what did you you Oh, a few years ago, I had kind of a really bad episode, and I was like writing down like everything that I noticed because I was convinced that my life was being watched by like a bunch of people, and that I was like under surveillance, and that like everybody like who like knew me was kind of in on it and like knew what was happening, and like everywhere I went, they were like, "Okay, we got to like get this." It was like terrifying, but I wrote it all down as like my proof. I was like, "I'm gonna like show this to someone and then blow the top off this thing." Right. And I read it like three months later, and it was like it was nonsense. Yeah. It was they were playing "Nude" by Radiohead at Gateway and uh, all this other stuff, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I saw the Economy Linen truck four times today. They're following me." I was like, "Oh no, yeah, this is not like." like right like but when i was like in it i was like convinced and you couldn't tell me otherwise right it's just like a connection that your mind makes that um if you like just said what happened to someone it wouldn't make sense but like if you're trying to depict that kind of thing on film yeah it's gonna be like hallucinations or like auditory messages that you're hearing because like trying to communicate that like even saying it out loud like while you're in it like people don't get it yeah people are like no that's yeah. not true and then you're like well obviously like you're fucking lying right bitch. and like it's just like i don't know that i just took a tangent but like i get what you mean where it's like there's a really big disconnect in like perceiving yeah, things I, yeah i think it's hard to depict drugs or mental illness just on screen because it is more of a mental thing than 
like it's and it's hard to convey through like a visual slash auditory medium it's also like an experience that you're only going to understand if you have had an experience that would give you an understanding of that right you know what i mean yeah so like um like unless you've done i don't know meth you probably can't accurately depict how it feels or looks like or like the exact experience of like doing meth you know what i mean on screen right and even if you you have it's gonna be hard to convey convey that. that yeah and like you can do your best prediction and most people will accept that as like that's the but like so yeah you're right like the only time you're ever going to understand that is if you've also like actually been been through through that but in the sense of this i don't think a vast majority of people have really experienced this specific thing so Mm -hmm. is it just is it that we want to loop back to calling it unreliable or just calling it as this is the story and this is like the truth of the story do you know what i'm saying I read this analysis. Someone did like an analysis on Wikipedia and there's a quote I thought was pretty neat. It's in the little like analysis blurb. Because um, like if she's our narrator, I don't really want to consider her unreliable. Well, I I would say that it is an unreliable narrator. It's just that in this case, she is reliable. Like in the grand scheme of things. She's story. probably unreliable. But then, if you even think about to her it, own self, maybe that none of this was happening, and you know, yeah. So it's like it does kind of sit in your mind as maybe this all this wasn't real. Yeah, but like I mean, towards the end, she is more vindicated, and there is more proof. Um, in, well, from her perspective, from her perspective, that's true. So like, yeah. I guess there's no proof that um, what she believes is happening is real. But I think, like, towards the end, it's like, I tend to believe her. Yeah. What did you find the quote? Oh, yeah. um, It says, um, so basically talks about how um, it draws a lot of comparisons between um, Carmilla. Ah! And talks about this. Um, is Emily an imaginative projection of Jessica's murderous feelings towards her husband, of Jessica's frustrations with a mental condition that has rendered her rendered her sadly dependent on men? The film never makes it clear. So it kind of is like, is she um, like imagining Emily? Is it like all like a physical kind of representation of her emotional state? Um, is her frustration with like? all of this like being shown like through these actions like it's really interesting i don't know see i didn't see it as like um i didn't see it as like even though i do like the reading that emily could be a manifestation but i saw that as like if she is unreliable it's because she's seeing connections between people that she that are meaningless but she put meaning to i would agree yeah. with that more than i agree with this yeah Wikipedia analysis. so i think it's more like you know um she sees she's got some insecurities and she sees her like she's been away from her husband for a while so she's probably unsure about like what he's been like yeah probably has some concern about infidelity this woman's around of course she's gonna immediately read into possible infidelity um but there like is validity to that too so it's like hard because on one hand you can brush it off like oh she's paranoid but also there's something there so it's like really double-edged but i feel like that's true for, like, a lot of situations, especially when dealing with, like, mental illness in movies. Like, there's always kind of some kernel of 
like oh this is why this is happening yeah but um a lot of the times like through like various mental illnesses that can get like distorted like Mm -hmm. the cognitions can get like twisted into something like untrue so that's weird i don't know i like this movie more now that we're talking about it (laughs) that's really neat i want to watch it again yeah yeah like i didn't really think about it through this lens until she was doing the whole like or she was hearing the whole like it's with you for life. It's in your blood. Like right. it's always gonna be. And There's I was a like, point. Oh, okay, yeah. that shit hurted. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, like that. It really put like a whole meaning to this movie. Yeah. There's a point where, um, uh, like, Emily uh, tries to drown Jessica, and then Jessica like runs away, and then uh, runs and hides in her room, and then she hears the voices telling her, um, uh you want to be dead um like we're i'm with you it's it's emily's voice right uh-huh. it's emily's voice is saying uh i'm i'm here i'm with you uh you want to be dead i'm in your blood like don't you know that's the thing is i think i think all the voices she hears are emily's really i'm pretty Every sure time? like i i feel like it's probably that's probably not right but Maybe. like i feel like at least a good majority of them no matter what are emily's voices which brings into that is emily just a manifestation thing because it's just like a voice in her head that's true but also if emily is a vampire presumably that's... she has some like telepathic powers so that's what i wanted to get into next was vampire is this a shit. vampire movie yes because um She's not like a traditional vampire, if that's the case, because she clearly has to like cut her victims open because right. they have slash marks on them, not bite marks. Um, but I then, mean, like, there are several moments where you see her like kind of bite somebody. So why does why do they end with slash marks? Like, end up with slash the... marks or or just scratches? Yeah. Or I I mean, if all, you're a vampire, all, a good majority of the people have just like cuts from like their like ear to their like yeah. Chin. I mean, there's a part where um we see a knife going down on the on the mole and also when she's coming at uh, she's coming Jess. at jessica with the knife so i i i feel like if you're a vampire your goal is blood so like you don't have to bite someone to get their blood you could just cut and then just suck out their blood so i feel like that's just all the different types of markings that people have the scars that people have are just different like all of those are just ways to get your blood i i don't think it's like significant that it's not a bite mark is she just feeding off of the people in the town like do they just hang around and let her feed off of them yes yeah because she's like a hundred year old vampire and they're all kind of seemingly under the spell yeah of her like especially at the end when they like yeah they're they're coming in yeah yeah this yeah as you said this is like not a normal traditional vampire story she i guess the rest of the town has the scars but they're not they don't act like vampires they're clearly under some kind of hypnosis yeah people like even emily the so-called vampire can be in daylight and like isn't doesn't have the traits of a normal vampire i see where you said that this is like a lot like carmilla because like there's this movie is like all men except for like the three the the three like women. jessica emily and then that girl the and girl. like clearly emily is like 
infatuated with Jessica in a oh, certain sense. For sure. Like she is like obsessed with like something with like keeping her there or having her. And yeah. like that's kind of like Carmilla has that same kind of aspect to it. But um so it's like weird because she has all of these like men, but she specifically wants Jessica, which is kind of cool because it's kind of gay. Well, kinda... all vampires are bisexual. Oh, in oh, my opinion, yes, there's not even a question. Yeah. All vampires are bisexual. Why would Confirmed. you not be? Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. Also, kind of like from a more feminist approach, there's like two women in this who like can't communicate or who have like barriers in communicating. You know, the one woman who's mute, like, physically has issues communicating. But Jessica, like, emotionally and mentally... Right. Like, finds it difficult to communicate with, like, men specifically. Yeah. And, like, the men in her life. So I think that's a really interesting kind of dynamic that this film goes into. And um, that's why, like, I think, um, going back to kind of Midsummer, like, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about Midsummer a lot during, like, this discussion in this movie. And I feel like that's really kind of something that's carried over. Yeah. I don't know. That'll be one of my recs. Yeah. But for similar reasons, like, just, like, finding it difficult. And it, this is a problem a lot of women have, is, like, communicating their problems to men who don't take them seriously. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially, like, medical or, like, emotional or mental problems, because men can kind of brush it off. Like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're not, like, yourself. You're oh, emotional. You're, you're too emotionally delusional. Yeah. Like, this isn't real. This isn't happening. And, like, women also can guess themselves, like, oh, uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, like, I don't know what's happening, because I don't want to like push too far don't want to like disrupt anything so i feel like this movie tackles that really interestingly and kind of juxtaposing jessica who's like unable to communicate her emotional and mental needs effectively with like a woman who literally can't speak is pretty cool mm-hmm. i don't know no, I, like all good... my thoughts got kind of jumbled that didn't sound like how i wanted it to. no that's a good look at it i like right that. that's that's um that is definitely a theme of this is that she feels unsafe because she um is afraid that the people who are supposed to be protecting her or like her friends um uh don't might not believe that what she's seeing is actually what she's going through Mm -hmm. which is definitely a, a problem for women just in general and um, what do we have to do harish we have to respect women yes we. well do. i will say uh just growing up as a man <laughs> his whole life um uh i've seen like like this is a common thing just like a common trope just in media is that oh women are so emotional women uh i'm thinking specifically of this sketch that i like the sketch video uh on youtube that i watched about it's basically this husband and wife and the woman has a nail in her head and then the 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 woman's like my head hurts and then the the husband is like oh yeah you you got your nail you got a nail in your head and the woman's like no i don't want you to tell me what's wrong with me i just want you to understand that my head hurts and like the sketch is like from a male perspective it's like oh this woman is so unreasonable clearly she just has a nail in her head she just needs to deal with that but i like analyzing it like just in a broad perspective like as a man like when when someone comes to me with a problem i'm like oh we just need to solve it let's let's just think of a solution 
a solution, probably not the appropriate solution, but like a solution to this problem. But a lot of times I feel like, um, more important than like trying to, um, solve or like get rid of the problem is acknowledging that the problem exists. Yeah. And that's like, just like when you think of things through like a feminist lens, it's like, we have to first acknowledge that the problem exists um, before we can, like, we can't just, like, dismiss a problem and we can't just, you know. So you're saying empathy. Empathy, basically. But, like, yeah, yeah, I I guess. You got to be empathetic. Like, you have to understand that, like, y- you know, like, not everyone's perspective is your perspective. Not Not just, like, in the, like... Uh, or experience is your experience or like um like the nail in the head is more of like a not i want this out like sure she does but also it's like but i'm also like in pain i need you to understand that i'm in yeah. like immense pain and 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 it's not even about like actual like it's it's more about like feelings you know like if 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 i do something to hurt you you know and then you come to me and say, like, I, I am feeling hurt. The response is not for me to get defensive and say, yeah, but what I did was rational. The response is to say, okay, I understand that you are hurt. Let's understand why this hurt is happening. And let's try to solve the hurt. And let's not, like, try to defend why what I did was okay. You know, so is that why Duncan in this movie sucks ass? Because his response to her is, "Let's, Let's go send see you the back doctor. to New York. Yeah. Let's go back to the doctor." And she didn't even at any point ask for that, or like even express like the need. Her concern is, "I'm feeling I unsafe. I feel unsafe, and I feel a little insecure right now." You know why. Right. And he's just like, nah, I gotta fuck Emily. You need to go back to New York because clearly you're not right. Right. And that's definitely a major theme of this movie is this woman doesn't feel safe, like, expressing her feelings to her, um, the men that are supposed to be caring about her. Do you feel held by him? Does he feel like home to you? No. <laughs> That was a, a midsummer <laughs> <Nah>. reference. <laughs> nah. But but yeah, yeah, like I, I think um that's where the horror in this movie comes from it's, is is oh, the is fact that, that men suck. Well <laughs> men suck, but also like just feeling like you can't express your actual feelings you're, to someone. You're like alone. That is like a theme of, of a lot of dreams I have. Okay. Like like I get like really really vivid dreams and sometimes they're like scary. <laughs> like the one where we call you called the cops and we got mad at yeah, you. Yeah, but I like in, in that dream specifically, I remember like I couldn't communicate like why I was feeling stressed out and like you were trying to tell me like why you didn't like what was happening. <laughs> right. I like you couldn't get like why I felt weird because I had a dream where Sam and Harish got really mad at me at a hotel <laughs> because this guy was ODing and I called the cops because I was really scared because the guy was like overdosing and it was just like a weird vibe all around and like you guys got mad at me and I got really stressed out because I couldn't tell you like why we maybe needed to call because I don't like the police at all fuck the cops right but yeah, like yeah. it was just weird but like in other dreams um 
a lot of things I really fear is like being stuck in a situation where I can't communicate like something that's wrong or like I'm afraid and like people aren't listening. Mm-hmm. And like that's a really like scary. It's like being trapped, but like not physically. But it's horror because you still are trapped and you can't get away from the situation. Right. I don't know. I had, like, a specific dream in mind about this, but it's, like, just weird. It, like, doesn't make sense. (laughs) But that one that you guys are in is a pretty good example. I was scared. Right. And I tried to communicate that to you. And you were mad. (laughs) So, do you think this movie is, like, feminist? Or... I want it to be. I was going to say something else, but I don't remember. It wasn't about this. Probably for its day. For its time. Very much so. I mean, yeah. It's like um, there are certain lacking things in it. Like, um, What would you say is lacking? Well, there's, there's a general distrust between all the women. Like, none of them really yeah. are, you know, respecting of each other. And there's, like, this fallback to the men to interfere. And I don't think mm-hmm. that that's, like as much of a message as we're trying to look for in these modern times. But I do think that in in itself, that is a statement of, you know, how the case is for a lot of people and especially probably was back then because women were so secluded and cut off from each other a little bit more than we are now. And you kind of did have to rely on, especially because like, if you look at it as like this guy's her husband and she's been away for so long that he's probably, these two are probably, like are her closest contact to the actual world and everything. And so I could see it being hard for her to like connect. But I think that the, this perspective of like not being able to really um, gain any empathy from anyone is great. But like I said, like I think that if this was remade nowadays, they would definitely, they would probably change some of the elements. This would be a great movie to do a reboot for. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I don't know how I would change it because, like, it completely makes sense and it's good in the way that it did. But there's just there's a lacking in, like, female trust. I get that. I feel like the punch up for this movie is Midsummer in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah, Uh, like the crying scene. Mm hmm. I I would say. Okay. So, like. like, That that scene a lot, actually. Emily, a.k.a. Abigail. Because uh, Abigail is the name of the woman who dies, who is basically Emily, but um, Emily's the villain. Mm-hmm. So if we if we keep Emily as the the female villain, the only other woman in this is the, the mute, mute girl, and the mute girl isn't the mute girl is trying to help Jessica. Yeah, she just can't communicate adequately. Where did she? Did we ever get any answers on where she came from? No, she's just a random girl. She's just town. around. She she has something like she she has some sort of uh, thing around her neck. Um, so I feel like she was attacked by the vampire, but um, she she like can't explain anything because she's mute. Uh, that's the biggest problem between her and Jessica is that she literally can't like, explain physically can't physically can't explain like her thought process and she 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 literally cannot come to the support of jessica because, because she, she can't talk <laughs> no, no no like jessica was like yeah i saw this body can you confirm that i did actually see this body and then the woman can't say yes because she can't talk she can nod she can nod 
but she's also very scared and then <laughs> and then Emily shows up and she has to run away yeah. and escape the vampire. So yeah, I I see what you're saying about the women not trusting each other. I think that's a failing more of just the fact that there is not as many women in this movie. Yeah, like I'm saying, like I'm not faulting the movie because of that. I just think that if there's an improvement, it's uh, having a little more trust between women. Right. But then that kind of negates the point of the story, kind yeah. of. Because the point of the story, I think, we should focus a little more on the gender differences. So if you add more elements of like connections and womanhood, it might take away from the reading of what you're supposed to gain right you know yeah yeah i don't know vampires rule (laughs) and this movie doesn't feel like a vampire movie absolutely not i was like is it ghosts is it vampires is it hallucinations so that's another thing i feel like you can make a little bit like better is having a more clear um like type of supernatural I think uh, for most of it, it is ambiguous. But then, like, once once you see... Once we get to the point where Emily is trying to uh, attack, or <laughs> it could also be said that Emily is trying to have sex with Jessica. Dude, there were so many moments where I was There's like, those two are about to fuck. I mean, with vampires, it's always sex and attacking oh. are the same thing. Yes. But um, I think, like, from that point... I definitely saw it as a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's only like not as much a vampire movie because of like even as an audience member you have the uh you're not sure that what Jessica is seeing is yeah. reality and even Jessica has that feeling. I think that's okay. I guess what I'm more trying to communicate like go all in with the vampires if you're gonna do okay. vampires. Yeah, more vampire shit, especially when it's like super clear that it's vampire maybe have shit. more people in town a little like weary neck bites. Yeah, yeah, don't cut their neck scratches. I will Not say scratches. though, I do like seeing creativity in um the villain. Like, I agree that I like if I'm if you're gonna do vampire, do like a vampire vampire. But like, I I do like that it's I do like that they did something different you know and i mean this is kind of before no it's not actually there were so many vampire stories before this like movies so like i don't know i appreciate that they were just more like this was essentially like a ghost story that turned out to not be a ghost and i think that's pretty cool yeah i like the mix but i I understand molly's want for more because i also felt let down when i found out it was a vampire can we talk about the the mole yes (laughs) devastating that's not a mole, that's a mouse! Oh my god, I know! They couldn't find a real mole for the movie, so they like tried not to show the mole too much. So just say you could it's a field mouse. I know! Oh, I know that! Literally, all you have to do is say, it's a mouse! Instead! You know what it is, actually? A powerful rat. <laughs> Charles Entertainment Sheets. That's not a mole. They used a fucking mouse. Oh my, did you hear that noise? Yeah. That was my throat. I thought it was the mole. <laughs> it was <coughs> a dark brown, almost black colored mouse, a field mouse. And they were saying, oh, it's a mole. Look, it doesn't have eyes. You could look. It was straight up a mouse with eyes. Two peepers. 
<laughs> and I read in the trivia for this movie, they couldn't find a mole, so they're like, I'll just use a mouse instead. And they like didn't film it too much. Like they didn't do a lot of shots of the mouse, mouse mole. Right. To like avoid it. But it's just you see rewrite the, head. the script. You it's, see the head of the mouse. It's a it's a mouse. It was that's why I wanna think that the mole is like a metaphor. Yeah. Because like they could have so easily just made it a mouse. Right. But they didn't. Unless they had already filmed some scenes talking about the mole and then realized, oh, fuck, we can't we don't find a mole. mole. <laughs> yeah. So they had to just like improvise at the end. That's like those are the two options, I think. I like right. to believe that it's a metaphor also. But, you know, yeah, it was 1971. People were. Expensive. Um, yeah. Like once you have those shots good to go, you're not going to go do reshoots over some technicality. <laughs> I just had to get it out there that we need to establish that there's a mole in this film that's not a mole. I would love to just hold a mole right now. That's like all I want. They're so little. I would like one. If anyone knows where I can get my mitts on a mole, um, you know where to find me. Just go look in some country backyards. All right, Sam. I guess. Uh, let's let's talk about just the movie like visually oh it was beautiful yeah this was a very very beautiful movie sydney would love all the lens flares and golden hour we got out of it well as she mm-hmm. uh i think she'd like all the golden hour but like does she not like lens flares doesn't she not because she like feels like it takes her out of it maybe i, I love said that about something this like starts off know. with a pretty solid lens flare and i was like ooh, beautiful i think like this is like most 70s aesthetic movies Mm -hmm. um it has just it's it's definitely from the 70s it's from 1971 um and it has that look to it it's shot on film it has that film look to it um and but i do think like a lot of the shots were very interesting there's a shot where the uh shopkeeper that they sell their stuff to goes fishing and he like closes the shop and then there's a really good shot then uh i i think you guys missed it cause yeah you, you yelled looking, at us for yeah. missing it um uh but uh there there's shots like that there's it has a it, i think like it it is visually very interesting um it opens with golden hour and closes with golden hour and uh it it looks really good <laughs> it is great i I genuinely enjoyed the style of this. I don't know. There were just a lot of moments where I was like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> like, it's just like, this movie is a, I, I'm going to call it a slow movie because I think it is a slow movie. Um, it's not that there's nothing that happens, but it's it's not a thrilling film to watch. It's like, you're literally just kind of watching this like calm horror, like build and play out. Mm-hmm. And I think that like the really beautiful backdrop is like perfect for this story. Like it's just like so peaceful, but you're not peaceful. It's like, I'm not trying to be like heart racing, adrenaline pumping, running through like blood and guts, you know, like this is a story that's meant to be like taking place in a very like nice secluded area. And they picked like apparently the perfect time of year to film it because it was the trees were freaking gorgeous and stuff and so like you're so you're you're, it's like weird because this was supposed to be their nice calm getaway to take care of their orchard and like 
it all gets ruined and right but it's so slow the way it does it's not like she's like i discovering like dead bodies left i mean she kind of does at the end but well, like she's just like i don't know she's just like kind of walking through figuring all i this wouldn't out. describe it as slow just because like a lot of just stuff ha- well from the opening it opens with her like doing a rubbing of a gravestone and she sees she sees a woman and then is worried that it's a hallucination and then uh like five minutes later they get to the house she sees another woman and is worried that it's a hallucination there is like tension at different points like to where i personally would not describe it slow like there's the the woman at the house then they meet emily uh and then there's the tension between emily and duncan her husband and then there's they go swimming oh no they do the seance and that's tense and then they go swimming and then she has a hallucination like stuff happens at every like every like within 10 minutes of any point in this movie there is something scary happening it's just like it's not like it's not thrilling it's just like oh it's not thrilling because we're in modern day yeah i think like if we watched it in 1971 when it came out and then there were some jumps man yeah there 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 was a lot like going on in the story that was very scary if you were like watching it if you had watched it in a theater in 1971 for sure i i think this would be like the horror movie of the summer this you would know? be the midsummer of 1971 <laughs> yeah honestly Absolutely. that might be correct to say because yeah i agree like, with like i full heartedly put my heart behind that statement yeah every 10 minutes there's like something that happens like even if it's even if it's just a revelation like something happens that like keeps you interested you know so also uh, i wouldn't describe it as slow but the score for this movie yes slaps yes the, the music score. is awesome the score is so good <laughs> it's got that synth man yeah early use of synthesizer is right. very cool it's it's synth um <laughs> there's a point where i described it as similar to the annihilation soundtrack <gasps> yeah that yes. was that it it is very much like a horror score because the score definitely does make it a lot more terrifying um so i i thought the score was really good i agree wait would you say that it sounds like this <laughs> yes Sorry, not like that. Not like that, but more more so like give to like three minutes in. Yeah. Um Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot like this, like like that kind of sound. You know what though? I didn't realize throughout the movie, like at no point did I think like, oh shit, that's synth. Does that make no, sense? No, yeah, I didn't think of that either. I, I, th- I did definitely notice the score. I did too, but, but I didn't think like, ooh, synth. Really? I well, I saw the trivia, so I was like, I noticed it, but I also was like also listening for other instruments. Right. Like, I wonder if they peppered in a theremin. 
<laughs> or like that one other instrument oh, we were talking I, about I that I couldn't think, remember. I think I did hear a theremin. There was one part. One point, yeah. In where the movie. I thought it. Yeah. Uh it it did sound like a theremin. Fucking love the a score. good theremin, man. Yeah, it it's a great score. It definitely like makes it a lot creepier. What else? Any other things to talk about in this? Maybe we should listen to the mentally ill. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should let people make informed decisions about their personal medical care. I think the moral of the story is that even if someone is mentally ill, they can still like that doesn't mean that they are always wrong in everything that they see. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that you should trust people when they say that they are <laughs> uncomfortable or like they feel that something is wrong. And like even if they have a mental illness that could cause them to be more paranoid than normal, like just like <laughs> I don't know, be supportive <laughs> and like you know, like help them deal with that. Like even if it's not real, like it's, it's still real like to real to them. Yeah, yeah. That's so, the like, whole stick of it. Help them out. <laughs> it's be what, empathetic. Be empathetic and nice to others. What a concept! What? Right. Oh my god. Hot takes here tonight, folks. <laughs> I have another hot take. Um, Coldplay's good. <gasps> And we are all cowards. Hey, I have a lot of Coldplay on my phone. Don't be afraid to say that. I like Coldplay. I know that's the whitest thing about me, but I like Coldplay. (laughs) Oh, my God. I used to... Oh, my God. I used to mix hot fries with regular fries. Because sometimes I thought hot fries were too hot. But now I can eat spicy food. So we don't do that anymore. I don't know what (laughs) this conversation has turned into. I'm just talking about all my flaws. I like Coldplay. I like Nickelback. I used to mix hot fries with regular fries. That's fine. I have um, like six pounds of garbage in my car. Nickelback is fine. (laughs) What else do I... Oh, God. Um... Let's let's go into what would you do? Did you just say do? Nickelback is fine? Nickelback is fine. Nickelback is fine. Everyone you know hates Nickelback. It's we listened to Nickelback fine. on St. Patrick's Day. It's fine. Nickelback Swish, Swish is fine. Katie How Perry you remind me is a good song. I love. I used to love. How Swish, you remind Swish. me is a good song. It is. Oh, it gets me so hyped, man. <laughs> I will say, if you play a Nickelback song, I'll sing every word to it <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, we I all went like through the phase. Anyway, let's um. <laughs> Let's do our normal segments. This what would you do? <laughs> Hit that thing. Hit that thing. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> what would you do if it were you in this movie? Do you like my backing vocals there? Groove it, baby. It was, it was Kiss fun. the mic. Sniff the mic. I will never get it. I need you to know that. You say it every goddamn week. I'm never going to know it. Uh, <laughs> it's from the one. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Okay. Like one of the best, what would you do? One of the best musicals ever made. Who do you relate to the most in this movie? Uh, Emily. Because that's a, ni- that's a life I'd like to live. Emily. Oh, for sure. I want to be a vampire. <laughs> Emily has the best life. Emily just is a squatter. <laughs> no landlords. <laughs> you control the whole village. Your life's you're you're set. 
I'm going to be Jessica because I am. <laughs> and I, tangentially that she has the worst life. She's just a mess. Very sad situation. I but feel Emily like wants her. I'd, I'd probably be the mustache guy. Woody. 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 With his own. Woody. One note. Funky little outfit. I do want to bring up Woody understands consent. Yeah. Woody's a good guy. <laughs> Woody's a good guy. He tries to kiss well, he he flirts with Emily at the beginning, um, and then he like holds hands with her, and then like leans in for a kiss. But then he notices that she's not into it, and then he's like, "Hey, stop! Hey, uh, what's wrong? How? What's that? You know?" And then he he's very supportive, and then he's like, you know, a good guy for most of the movie. So, <laughs> and that is like why I, <laughs> I, as someone who respects women, as someone who respects women, oh my god, I don't know, I, I do, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess, <laughs> you know, I just like don't relate to the fucking husband. He's the worst. He sucks. Everyone in the town sucks. Oh. Jessica, I mean, I kind of relate to, but also like I I don't uh, I don't really ever feel like unsafe like expressing how I feel about a situation, you know? So like I you know, I'm not like that. So mustache guy probably. I can't wait to be trapped in a loveless marriage with no communication. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the dream? I said that as a joke, but like honestly, I'm worried, man. I. What would you do if you were emotionally closed off (laughs) like this asshole? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) All right. Um, Would you survive? Would you survive? Probably not, because. I would. Hell yeah. Because I'm the vampire. Hell yeah. I would. Well. Well, she's dead. I would be seduced by the vampires, so yes, for sure I would die. Yep. It's not really a tough one. I guess if I wasn't her, I would die because I'd be like, take me. If you were Jessica, I mean, if I were Jessica, fuck yeah, I'd be taken by the vampire. <laughs> yeah, she. Why, why fight it, you know? Just let why it happen. Why fight it? Let the vampire take you because it's a vampire she clearly and that's wants a lifestyle that I want to live. You know? She's very attractive. Come on. Is she? You, you don't think Emily's attractive? I think she's okay. Oh, I think she's the hottest person in this movie. Well, yeah, but that's not sure. tough to beat. <laughs> but I think just in general, she's very attractive. She's okay. <laughs> okay, Samantha. Uh, villain ranking? Are we doing villain ranking now? I still need to import my ranking into the notes. So just say <laughs> it. And I'll get it out as soon as I can. I'm gonna need a second. Hold on. Another vampire. How many vampires have we had? So fucking many. I don't think that many. <laughs> so many. We've had a decent amount of vampires. We've had one. Harish, you need to mention alphabet pizza. We have literally had oh, one shit. vampire, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to shout out someone from online, alphabet pizza, who tweeted yesterday that her goal is um is to be mentioned on as many podcasts as she can this year so shout out to alphabet pizza alphabet pizza is someone i know from online uh who uh also watches 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. But like watch Good job. watch Jack AM um and Bazizio join the bug main cult and uh Is this that thing? Yes. Okay. It's that thing. This it's, is Harish's thing. You know, it's it's a cult, but it's also a company. Uh but anyway, <laughs> Alphabet Pizza is a really nice person um, who I know from online. Very supportive of all things. There's, there's, go look up bazizioboard.com. It's a forum. Um, I hang out there and Alphabet Pizza is a very kind and very supportive member of the forum. Um, anything we post, she's like very supportive of it. So I just want to shout out Alphabet Pizza. And also, her goal is to be shout- is to be mentioned on as many podcasts as she wants, as she can in the year. So anyway, uh, so uh, villain ranking. <laughs> Wait, so you said it's a company that's also a cult. It, well, it, we it, should it, not get it, It's a cult this. that became a. Company. I really don't want to spend half this podcast talking about these people. <laughs> I was just gonna make a multi-level marketing Scientology <laughs> illusion, but it's fine. It's a cult that became a company. Amazing. <laughs> Bugman LLC. As cults are want to do. All right. Um, I'm going to put her pretty low. I'm going to say below Anaconda, but above the Amityville house. I just don't care, you know, about this specific. There's so many vampires that we've done. There's, we've done you one. Can't... Look at our villain ranking. <laughs> no. There's so many. We've done Nosferatu. Yeah. But, um, like... We have had villain uh vampires. Go through before. go through your villains. I Sam, I know you're right, but Oh, except for what we do in the shadows, I guess. I know. What we do in the shadows. There's, I'm I'm I stick with my say there's just so many vampires that I can't care about. And um she just didn't do it for me as far as like vampire villains go. So below the anaconda, because nothing will ever beat a snake eating Owen Wilson hole. Um, she, Emily is below Deborah Logan and above Dr. Hill. So she is one, two, three, four, five, sixth from the bottom. <laughs> Cause like, yeah, same thing. She just doesn't do it for me. I don't really fear for my life when I think about oh, her. Oh, you could kick her ass. You could beat the shit out of this lady. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, could you though? Yeah. Cause she didn't, cl- she, she didn't show any kind of like super ability. She just sneaks up on yeah, you and cuts you. But did you look into her eyes like the voices told you to? No. Exactly. Uh I would put her probably um uh you know what? I'll put her right underneath Jennifer Check from Jennifer's body. That's rude. What? Above Pazuzu? Above Pazuzu. That's like in the middle for him. That's impressive. Yeah. I don't know, man. This villain ranking is like completely arbitrary for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't wait to restructure at the end of the year because mine is a mess. I'm committing to my mistakes. <laughs> no. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> no, I'm not. When have I ever owned up to anything in my life? Um. So, should we. Is it. Are we at ratings? Yeah. Yeah. What are we rating this out of? Moles? Yes. Yes, sure. yes, yes, we yeah. are. Moles. I'm going to give this. Does anyone have one that they already? I give it seven and a half moles. 
pretty good. But it's also like every no, actually, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a reason. Seven and a half. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm at seven. I've really enjoyed this movie. I would really, honestly, happily watch this anytime. I'm actually interested in purchasing the poster because I think one, I like the movie, and two, the poster's really cool. Um, but like, I wouldn't mind like displaying it because I do think that this is a cool movie to have on your watch list. Um, it's not a particularly thrilling film, but it's one of those movies that I. I'm wondering if by the morning after, I'm going to be like, yeah, I've thought about this film every day. Because I, I think I will. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this movie an eight and a half. Because it's great. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I I just think it's a very interesting story. And it definitely like keeps you interested for the whole time. So, um, yeah, I'd give it, <laughs> I'd give it a... Uh, Eight and a half out of ten moles. All right. Is it the? Is it end time? Yeah. What? Is it the end? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's be done, please. Well, we have to do recommendations. Yeah. 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 I have some. Okay. I'll start. Okay. They're good. Okay. I was gonna recommend. Um, the first thing I thought of was I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, which <gasps> is I've heard that's good. It is. It's it's good so it's the good in the same sense of how i literally just described this movie for my reading of it's a little slow but it's really good and you're gonna think about it for a couple days i'm the pretty thing that lives in the house i watched it i was like living alone on long island well i wasn't living alone but like uh i was like on long island by myself basically and i like one night got bored and watched it and i I didn't really watch it with anybody i wasn't like really emotionally invested in the movie so the whole time i was watching it i was like yeah okay i'm curious about this but i don't like care that much but i've thought about this movie like every other month since then and i want to rewatch it and it's directed by uh written and directed by oz perkins who is anthony perkins son anthony perkins being the star of psycho the guy who played norman bates yeah um yeah it's his son who's also (laughs) from legally blonde if you've seen legally blonde he's the weird nerdy guy that's like quiet and tall and like clutches the book um i can't remember his name but yeah so that's os perkins yeah that's os perkins um but yeah i'm the pretty thing that lives in the house it's similar different stories similar vibes to it um and then i wanted to recommend napoleon dynamite because of the chickens (laughs) there is a fantastic shot in this movie where (laughs) they're sitting there talking and then it just pulls out and you just see a bunch of chicken this is cursed made chicken yeah they're in this much quantity yeah well they gotta get the fresh eggs to feed the city oh my god that's (laughs) soup i think that's the greatest reveal in cinematic It's like instantly and it is the best reveal in the <laughs> whole fucking film it's fucking hilarious yeah do you also like to recommend the look at all those chickens yes because that's exactly how it feels when you're watching that um that's my joke uh to plug um <laughs> i also wanted to say it follows uh there was just a lot of camera movement that reminded me of certain camera movement that happened in it follows mm-hmm. not necessarily not necessarily the zooms but if you like we were talking about it follows like it wasn't holding still a whole lot in that movie right um i wanted to recommend martin 
which is oh, a yes. George Romero film. There's some problematic elements to it for sure. It's definitely dated, but it's another vampire movie where the vampire is not sucking your blood by puncturing you with the teeth. He's cutting his victims with razors. Yeah. And uh, so it's like a similar style and like a similar like um, like lonely person mentality kind of thing. Right. But like I said, it's 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 definitely dated. It's from 1977. And I wanted to recommend The Others with Nicole Kidman. Uh, more, it, that's like a ghost story, but more, it's like in the sense of it's not what you think it is. And um, kind of like creepy and old feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Molly? Um, Midsummer is um the one I thought about a lot during this. Just like thematically, I think there's a lot of like connections there. There's some stuff like about Midsummer that I really like and then some stuff that I really don't, so it's kind of like split. But um I'd recommend it. And then um like any other seventies movie that we've already talked about, like right. Possession, The Exorcist, Amityville Horror. Yeah. All like visually I think line up with um Friday thirteenth. Yes. With right. uh, this one. I definitely recommend Hereditary and the Babadook, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Both of those like in deal with mental illness and also deal with uh you don't really know if the monster is real or if it's just an aspect of their mental illness, the main character's mental illness. And both of those like also have like women as the main characters who are having trouble expressing uh, how they feel like in hereditary her husband doesn't really believe what she's saying in um in the babadook it's like her sister and like other people who don't really believe what's happening to her yes literally picking piggybacking off of your reasoning um yeah. the hole in the ground yes which we all saw yeah. together yeah. is another movie that does that the hole in the ground yeah where a woman sure. like starts to notice something strange but then like isn't sure if it's like right mental illness or not yeah um i'd say those i guess i'd also say shutter island as a suggestion Shutter. it's an okay movie it's more of the like it's like leonardo dicaprio go- is a detective investigating a mental hospital and then it gets more um weird but it's not really a horror movie it's more of like a thriller it's just a thriller yeah yeah, but it has similar themes of just being unable to trust uh, what you actually see and stuff. So I, I'd also say that as a suggestion. I think those are mine, all of mine. Uh, yeah, so plugs? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference. And on Instagram and Letterboxd at SamanthaDawn13. Um, I'm on Twitter at Midsummer Queen. That's a Midsummer reference. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Instagram at Molly Francis Haynes and Letterboxd at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S. And I am at not a credit card on everything. And then you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Then we have Facebook and Letterboxd, both Tipsy Terror. 
uh, our website, tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.rip, tipsyterror.wtf, tipsyterror.pub. Dot pub, baby. <laughs> and uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, last week's episode was the paranormal activity that was decided by our Patreon supporters, I guess. Thank you, patrons. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. So for $1 a month, you get to vote um in a poll that we put up that will decide one of the episodes per month and then for five dollars a month you get access to our bonus episodes and we do one of those a month but if we get to fifty dollars a month we'll do two we'll start doing more than one episode a month so Um, if you like our content please consider signing up yeah it's a great way to support us doing something we love to give you the content you also enjoy yeah, it's it's a good time. We enjoy this, and hopefully you enjoy this. We love this. This uh, feels forced. <laughs> we, lo- we love this podcast so much. Yes, we love doing this podcast. Our I, producer is holding us up at gunpoint, uh, telling us to say these things. Harish? Harish, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said our producer. Like, we're not just in my home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on the one night i don't have to open in the morning okay <laughs> um. we love this and we love you and we love horror this is just a bit i promise we actually enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. wait we do bits on this podcast <laughs> fuck never heard of them all right <laughs> oh god sorry. okay to quote one of my icons hey Savonport. bye the company is called the jessica company this company was clearly made for the movie